Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. This is your host, Paul Metza. This is our first show of our third season, and we have a terrific guest with us. Rich Dworsky, for the last 23 years, has been the pianist and music director for Garrison Keillor's Prairie Home Companion, which broadcasts to an audience of over 4 million people in the United States, as well as overseas audiences on England's BBC, Australia's ABC, and the Armed Forces Radio Network. Every week, Rich provides the theatrical underscoring of the show, leads the house band, and performs as a featured soloist. Since 1986, he has performed with a who's who of some of the finest musicians in America, including, but not limited to, James Taylor, Chet Atkins, Carol King, Yo-Yo Ma, the Everly Brothers, Whitten Marcellus, and Paul Simon. He has appeared on many of Garrison Keillor's CDs, including five of them that were nominated for Grammys, and on TV specials on the Disney Channel, PBS, and the BBC. He's also a synthesizer player, a recording engineer, and a producer. He is stepping to the front of the stage now with his new CD called All in Due Time by Richard Dworsky, which is on Red House Records. I couldn't be more delighted to have him in the studio, and with no further ado, Mr. Richard Dorsky. Rich, thanks for being here. Hey, thanks a lot, Paul. That was quite an introduction. I'm tired just listening to that. <laughs> I'm tired reading it. <laughs> My God, you've been a busy guy over the years. Yeah. You, uh, uh, besides playing a Garrison show, you've done so many side projects, and now you've got a, one of your uh, mainline projects, your new record called All in Due Time. That's right. You know, I had the pleasure and good fortune to play with so many amazing people people uh, over the years on the show and I thought well hey why don't I just call them and get them in the studio and do some of my music you know if you go to your website richdworsky.com and Dworsky spelled D-W-O-R-S-K-Y very good you've got a, a just a huge photo display and it's it's literally like I said in the introduction a who's who of American music yeah, it's it's been such a fun ride and such wonderful people, you know. You get to hear them in your headphones and, and you want to say, well, that sounds like James Taylor in my headphones. And then you open your eyes and it is. It's sweet baby yeah. James. Yeah. <laughs> how did you get the gig with uh, the Prairie Home Companion? Tell us how that came about. Uh, it was a stroke of luck. Um, my dad was, my dad, Robert Dworsky, was uh, an attorney and part partners with the real estate team and uh, they owned what was formerly the World Theater oh. and the Schubert Apartments and uh, 1978 uh, Prairie Home Companion was looking for a home for the show and called my dad and at that time the World Theater was boarded up and they were deciding whether to keep it or tear it down build something new and he basically said just come and use the theater and he was very generous and said just pay me for the utilities, whatever it costs to heat the place. So that's that's how it started. And unfortunately, he died that year, and my mom became the landlord. And she... Jacked the rent immediately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she was a nice Jewish girl from North Minneapolis, knew nothing about business, but had a great heart. And there was a Russian-Jewish immigrant named Sima Shumilovsky performing at the Jewish Community Center downstairs to a bunch of little old ladies in a classroom. And my mom dragged the producer of uh, Prairie Home down to, to check her out. And the producer, Margaret, said, absolutely, she's wonderful, but she should have an accompanist. She should be on the show, but we need a, an accompanist. And my, and my mom turned to her and said, my son, he can do anything. And she pitched me really hard. Now, and, that is a good Jewish mother. Yes. <laughs> Because mother, I mean, we're all uh, we're all mama's boys, aren't that's we? Right, that's right. <laughs> and I, I I performed. You know, first I protested, Mom. You know, what are you getting me into? But then we did the show, and after a bunch of performances, they let me do my own thing. And eventually, Garrison said, "Let's let's keep this guy." Well, so I what? say, listen to your mother. Every once in a while, she's right. That is <laughs> a what a lovely way to. Uh, find a job that you've been working at for over 23 years. Yeah. Garrison tells the story as, you know, NPR purchased the building, and along with the building, they got the pianist. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Well, it, uh, and then they, of course, rehabbed it and renamed it the Fitzgerald Theater. That's right. What Nin year was that? 1996. Garrison wow. wanted to have some way to honor F. Scott Fitzgerald in St. Paul, and he renamed the theater then. It's a gorgeous theater. I've had the pleasure of playing there. I uh, opened up for uh, 
Robert Cray Ooh, about cool. uh, seven years ago. And the acoustics are great. Yeah. Uh, it's it's very intimate. And then I saw one of the, I've seen several shows there. I've seen Mary Black, the great Irish singer there. But one of the greatest shows I saw of all time uh, was LaVon Helm and his uh. band. Cool. And uh, my f friend, the late great Sue McLean, mm -hmm. uh, got me fifth row tickets. And Levon played on the stage left, and uh, we were on that side, just five rows in. And it was a, a master class mm. in in drumming. Every yeah. style of American roots music was played with such authority. And literally from twenty feet away, there was Levon Hill. Amazing. So, yeah, it was an incredible, incredible night. You do quite a bit on the road with the Prairie Home Companion as well. You guys travel all all over. That's true. How far have you gone? What's your farthest destination? Well, let's see. About 10 years ago, we did Reykjavik, I Iceland. Where I've also played, by oh, the really? way. really? Yeah. <laughs> did you get a chance to uh, sample their, uh, their their national uh, drink? It's, it's known as Black Death called Brennavin. I, I did not. I'm a really boring. I'm a vegetarian and a teetotaler. So, <laughs> so I'm not your party guy. Okay. So you got it. I know because I just, uh, you were in Reykjavik with the Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. I was just listening a few weeks ago and there was a rebroadcast from a show in Hawaii. Ooh. And, uh, but how many states have you played? Almost all of them, I'd imagine. I, I think so, yeah. So how many shows does Garrison do a year? We usually do about 34. Wow. But that's been expanded because uh, we've been doing these summer tours. We did one last year where we did 30 cities in about 36 days. Wow. Garrison is pretty hard to keep up with. Yeah, he's a hard-working guy. And we do cruises. We've got a cruise coming up this summer. Wow. We've done uh, Alaska, the uh, the Norwegian fjords, the Caribbean, uh, the Baltic. Wow. It must have been fun for you. I think the Prairie Home Companion actually started in around 19, what, 73, 74? 74, 74 McAllister yeah. College. And uh, I remember seeing a show... At St. Scholastica with uh, Garrison, and uh, I think at that time he had uh, Sean Blackburn and Dakota Dave Hall. Sure. And it was a big deal, and at the time, Garrison and company uh, drove around the state in a small RV. Uh, now I'm sure it's it's cushier confines how you travel, but so I have been, you know, Garrison Keeler's been on my personal radar with the rest of Minnesota than the Midwest for going on four decades. But 1986, when you got involved, it was still expanding at that point. Mm -hmm. It must have been really exciting just to see not only the, the caliber of guests he was bringing in for you to play with, but just to see the response when you go from city to city to play for these people you've never seen but have heard you on the radio. Yeah, it was quite a phenomenon, and he ended the show in 1987 for a couple of years and went off to Denmark. Right. And so it was getting a lot of media attention, and we did the last about 17 shows on the Disney Channel as well as public huh. radio. So that was a whole other aspect and a new And that was way called something, something Radio of the Air? What was the name of that? Oh, that was when he, he decided to come back and split the difference between moving back to St. Paul and staying in Denmark, so they chose New York. And he put together a, a different show with uh, New York actors and Rob Fisher and the Coffee Club Orchestra. Okay, before the uh, those damn journalists ran him out of town. <laughs> he, he, he and Jesse Ventura. Well, we're glad he came back. It's really been such a part of the fabric of, of Minnesota. Uh, you know, I have my sister lives in Maryland. She she's been listening weekly for years. She loves the uh, connection, the audio connection, the, the, the stories, mm -hmm. the accents, and, and just the whole the, the vibe that uh, Mr. Garrison has brought forth. We're going to uh, be talking about a lot of different things because Rich Dworsky, my guest, has been involved in so many different uh, uh, musical situations. What he's here on the Wall of Power Radio Hour to talk about. This week is his new CD called All in Due Time. How long have you been uh, recording and working on this? This is one of those albums that just kind of came together because I decided it was time to put something out. All in Due Time. Yes. 
I have a studio in my living room, and as you probably know, there's, you know, with this new technology, you can record one track in one location and then collaborate with people all over the country, literally all over the world, either by just sending the files. You can actually do digital patches and play live together. But what I did with uh, these was, you know, I would record when I, when I had a tune, and we were in New York, and I got together with some great New York players. I was writing tunes kind of in the 30s style. I went through that phase. I would watch Fred and Ginger movies and sit there and weep on the couch. And then, oh, cool. And then one movie would finish and they'd do the teaser for the next one. I'd say, okay, I'm just going to watch the first five minutes. And before you knew it, I was on the couch all day watching you know, <laughs> 30s movies and war movies. And Anyway, I went through a phase where I was writing a lot of tunes that sounded kind of like the 30s. And I, I believe the one we're going to hear that's going to take us to the break on the Wall of Power Radio Hour is Dr. Wong. Yeah, and that I got to play with these incredible players in New York, Warren Vachey on trumpet, Ken Poplowski on clarinet, Andy Stein, who was a collaborator on Prairie Home for many years on violin. And this is my little homage to the 20s. And my doctor, my Chinese herbalist and acupuncturist on the Upper East Side, Dr. Wang. So I gave him the, uh, the honor in this title. Beautiful. Rich Jaworski, Dr. Wang on All in Due Time. More with Rich for the whole show. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Food nourishes us. We need food to live. But how are we nourishing the food system? Well, actually, we're throwing a bunch of chemicals and we're making the dirt dead and then we're adding nitrates to the water and we're causing dead zones in the ocean. Oh, and we're also causing climate change. We do that with every bite we eat. But we can create something different. We can switch to a regenerative system. And that's what we talk about every week on Food Freedom Radio. So tune to Food Freedom Radio Saturdays at 8 a.m. or anytime via podcast. Food Freedom Radio on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. A fantastic lunch is waiting for you at Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Crystal. Start with their delicious wings, Milton-style, buffalo, barbecue, or naked. Or try their famous barbecue rib nachos. They've got great lunch options like their grilled sandwiches, the ribeye, the chicken, and the portobello mushroom. Try the fantastic fried egg with asparagus on kibata and their jerk chicken sandwich. Or change it up with a Milton's cob salad, a chopped jerk chicken salad, or their warm and satisfying soups. Lunch today will be delicious if you head to Milton's, 36 and Douglas in Friendly Crystal. I'm Steve Conklin. And I'm Jake Duroff. We're the hosts of the Mortgage Talk Show, Sundays at 1230. Every week we bring you insights on home financing, discussing rates, programs, local and national news. Whether you're buying your first home or your hundredth home, we have tips and inside information to save you money and feel like a mortgage master. Check us out for more information and email us any questions at mortgagetalkshow.com. Tune in to the Mortgage Talk Show every Sunday at 1230 on AM 950. Hi, Matt McNeil for Rudy Luther Toyota. With the road trips we took in December, we're glad we took them in our Toyota Sienna. Whether they're family, friends, or get-togethers, the Sienna was always the most comfortable way to drive. Plenty of room for all the stuff we needed to take with us, the safety and reliability you get with a Sienna, the extras which make road trips easy, and the room to stretch on out. Rudy Luther Toyota Siennas are the most fun, safe, and reliable vehicles we've ever driven. Test drive one yourself at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Yay, you survived the holidays. Now what about cleaning up that holiday mess? My friends, it's time you learn my holiday hangover secret. It's Zero Res. Fortunately for you, right now is the best time of the year to call Zero Res. Get three rooms clean starting at just 119 bucks. And this month only get a hallway clean for free with their three-room special. Call 952-ZERO-RES or book online anytime at ZeroResMinnesota.com. Spell it backward or forward. It spells the same. Zero Res.
beautiful piece. You're back with the Wall of Power Radio R. This is your host, Paul Metza. We just heard a piece by my guest, Richard Dvorsky, called Ride in the River Home. That was uh, what you might refer to as you refer to your uh, style, one of your styles as bluegrass piano. Yeah, I've had uh, so much fun being able to play with these you know, great pickers, as they call them. And... Uh, I've always wanted, I actually wrote a song called They Don't Want Piano because, as you might know, the string instruments, especially like mandolin, they're very delicate and they usually like to play with other string players. Mm -hmm. that, and actually there's a tradition where like the guitar steps back, you know, or, or people step back when the guitarist is going to play because it, you know, it drowns it out. So there's this very delicate balance. And a piano is It's not, a kind of a ballet around the microphone. Yes. Yeah. You a good bluegrass. They actually, yeah, the old style of bluegrass recording was they all stood around one microphone and they would step up when it was their turn and otherwise mm -hmm. they kind of balance themselves out. Anyway, piano can kind of, you know, squish them all very right. easily. It's a big giant string instrument. King Kong. Yep. And um, certain traditions, there's Irish music that piano is very essential and a fiddle tune and a piano is very common there, but generally in bluegrass, the piano is not part of the band. And I always kind of, you know, wish that I could be a picker and I've developed a style where I'm playing the piano kind of like a banjo, kind of like a picker. And uh, all these guys have been kind enough to say, yeah, come on, join the band for the day. We're not going to bring you on the road, but we'll do it today. Now, so who was in the band that just played on that track? So, you know, I, I wrote this kind of like a fiddle tune for the piano. And then I said, well, I should, I should really have a great fiddle solo come in and take the next chorus. And my buddy Stuart Duncan, who's one of the greatest players ever, violinist, fiddle player, superstar of Nashville and toured right. with everybody. And so I got Stuart in the studio, and on Dobro I got the great master, Jerry Douglas. The king. Yeah. He's just totally awesome yeah. and a wonderful guy, and uh, he recorded the Dobro part. Uh, and then I got Glenn Worf, who tours with Mark Knopfler on bass, wow. and uh, Clay Hess on guitar, who tours with Ricky Skaggs often. So it was like, the, you know, a superstar band, uh, you know, pickers, and just had the time of my life. And you're not really dropping names, Rich, because over your, you know, your 23 years on the Prairie Home Companion and all the other different uh, shows you've played, these are all friends of yours. Yeah. Yeah, I can still drop their names. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but I mean, I, you know, my point is, is that uh, uh, these are really musical compadres. Yeah, we're, we're all colleagues. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a mutual respect. And that's one of the great things about playing on the show is that, you know, Garrison can organize what would seem like, you know, the strangest um, amalgamation of different styles. And then usually we call it the closer at the end. He tries to find a way that we can all join together and pick some song and, and all collaborate. And, you know. So how does the auditions for the you know, the Prairie Home Companion band, whether it's the, the shoe band the, mm -hmm. uh, or, you know, back in the day, it was uh, the Buttermilk Biscuit band. Mm -hmm. Is Garrison, he's sitting in the room or listening to the tapes or how does it work? No, there there haven't been auditions as such. It's, right. it's usually like, you know, when the show gets around and sometimes we'll, we'll be in a city and we'll just pick up some players from that city or... Um, after the shoe band, Garrison wanted to just say, we're in Nashville, let's get some Nashville musicians, we're in L.A., let's get L.A. guys, that kind of thing. And after a while, we as a committee kind of said, well, you know, if we want to do this type of show, ex, you know, bass player from Chicago and ex-drummer from New York or whatever. And right. That, and, and it kind of fell together that way. It's it's real, organically, it's it's not like auditions and callbacks. And right, it's, it's it's a musical gumbo. Yep. Uh, Geography, you know, uh, based yeah. geographically. So currently, we have a drummer from L.A., Bernie Dressel, who is you hear on all sorts of studio stuff, and uh, played with Brian Setzer for about fifteen years, wow. and, a, and a bassist from Chicago, Larry Kohut, Chris Siebold, guitarist from Chicago. Richard Crean, a violinist, mandolinist from Minneapolis, and myself. That, that's kind of our core band right now. Tell us a little bit about the young Rich Dworsky. Little Richie. You, yeah, Little Richie. <laughs> little Richie Rich. Who became Richie Rich. Well, but we don't know how rich you are, but you're rich musically, that's for darn that's sure. For sure. But tell us a little bit about your, your background and uh, getting involved in music. Uh, I started piano lessons when I was six, and that was the era where the piano teacher would come to your house. Right, And he would right, teach right. the three kids in the house sequentially. So my brother Alan, my sister Susie, we all had piano lessons from Mr. Lionel Davis. And then he would walk up two doors 
uh, up the block and play and teach, you know, the neighbor kids. So that was kind of a full day for Mr. Davis, just hitting our little block of Juliet and in Highland Park of St. Paul. Wow. You know, I had uh, Lonnie Knight, uh, a friend of yours on, a great guitarist and musician, mm-hmm. on a couple of weeks ago on the Wall Apart Rudy War. And he, I asked him where he got his first guitar, and his parents actually bought Lonnie's first guitar from a door-to-door salesman. <laughs> I didn't know they had a peddler. I knew vacuum cleaners and encyclopedias, but I didn't know about guitars. Well, that was one uh, one adventure salesman, but yeah. uh, it worked out really good for, in Lonnie's case. Tell us a little bit about, we've got a, a couple minutes left in this segment. I'm with Rich Dworsky, longtime pianist for the Prairie Home Companion, who has a great new CD out called All in Due Time. So you started to play. When was your first professional gig? Well, and I, I don't mean professional, like no, you got I, paid, but in, on stage in front of people. Well, oh, geez. I, I would say when I was about uh, 12 or so. And I joined the union when I was 15, and I got a little article in the, the local union magazine because it was a big deal, the Rich Dworsky Trio. And I think you know our big big gigs were a couple of pizza places and Gillette State Hospital, which does wonderful work, but I think we, we played there about three times, so that, wow. was, that was kind of our... You still our, paying your, un, your union dues? I sure am. I recently rejoined a year Good for ago, you, Paul. and I'm, I was I was a member uh, when I was twelve, and then uh, for a long time, and and recently rejoined, and we've got a great uh, music union here in the Twin Cities. So, you were probably in my little calendar book with everybody's names and addresses in there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I remember uh, we had a meeting with uh, just a lunch with some old musicians, and uh, they had uh, the old book from the mid seventies and Prince. Rogers Nelson was in there oh, as a cool. member, another longtime member. We are going to listen to a song of yours called High Altitude. Tell us just a little bit about it and about Mr. Levy on the harmonica. Yeah, I call this the High Altitude Blues because I think we did it somewhere out west when we were in the mountains. I wrote it for Prairie Home. And uh, when you're going to go in the studio and record a blues tune, who else to call but the great Howard Levy, yes. who is just a force of nature, just an amazing genius. Uh, pianist as well as harmonica player but harmonica he's doing stuff on a blues you know marine band uh, harmonica that only people with the chromatic uh, harmonica with the button can mm-hmm. can do but he can do it without that so he's bending notes can play any harmonica in any key and uh, anyway so I called Howard and he just plays a great solo on this as well as Kenny Holman the great uh, local uh, sax player Beautiful. High Altitude Blues by Rich Dworsky. We'll have Rich on for the whole show on the Wall and Power Radio Hour. Stay tuned. tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. This is New Beginnings, hosted by award-winning broadcaster and speaker, Freddie Bell. Freddie, this generation of the baby boomers, people are living longer, so the baby boomers are taking care of elderly parents. Let's talk about your health, and specifically, let's talk about Medicare. 
Our show features the concerns of America's 78 million baby boomers in employment, finance, health and nutrition, and even entertainment. Catch new beginnings with Freddie Bell, Saturdays at 11 on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Supporting the best local and independently owned restaurants in the Twin Cities has never been easier. You'll find an expansive list of local dining options at eatlocalminnesota.com. From classic American comfort food to authentic flavors from around the world. Experience cozy fireside dining at the Downtowner Woodfire Grill in St. Paul, specializing in fresh seafood, fire-roasted meats, and pizzas all cooked over an oak-burning fire, and salads and sandwiches, too. Join them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week, located at 253 West 7th Street with plenty of free parking, or online at downtownerwoodfire.com. Burger Moe's is the perfect neighborhood gathering spot before and after Excel Center events or anytime. Offering 20 fresh, never frozen burger varieties, more than 60 beers on tap, and happy hours twice daily. Burger Moe's is located at 242 West 7th Street in St. Paul with plenty of free parking and online at burgermoes.com. Warning, stand-up records may cause intestinal distress, fits of insane laughter, instant diarrhea, existential malaise, headaches, nausea, dizziness, vomiting, seasonal affective disorder, more headaches, pneumomono ultramicroscopic silicovolcanoconiosis. Stand-up records should not be handled by women who are pregnant, may become pregnant, have ever been pregnant, or personally know anyone who has been pregnant. Do not consult your doctor if he's operating heavy machinery. Stand-up records is for external application only. And stand-up records is, of course, good for a few laughs. So remember that's standuprecords.com. For the world's finest comedy CDs, DVDs, and merchandise, that's standuprecords.com. The revolution will be hilarious. With your AM 950 weather, I'm Hunter Hawes. Tonight, mostly cloudy with a low around 22. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 33. And Monday, partly sunny with a high near 35. This week's EatLocalMinnesota.com restaurant of the week is Victor's 1959 Cafe. They're open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Offering traditional Cuban recipes in a relaxed, casual, and festive Cuban environment. Located at 3756 Grand Avenue in South Minneapolis. Find out more at EatLocalMinnesota.com. your host, Paul Metzen. My guest in the studio for the whole show tonight, pianist extraordinaire Richard Dworsky. We just listened to a, a performance of his on his new record, All in Due Time, called TK Reel, for one of the uh, stalwarts of the Prairie Home Companion uh, show who passed away a few years ago named Tom Keith. Yeah, Tom Keith was the sound effects man from the beginning. He actually started out as Garrison's engineer at Minnesota Public Radio on the morning show, and little by little Garrison started working him into skits, and you know Tom developed into a p- collaborative partner and sound effects man. Just a wonderful, wonderful human being as well as an amazing talent. And it's it's and a proud Scotsman. Oh, nice. He, on occasions, he would wear his kilt. <laughs> so, you know, over the years, uh, I had the pleasure of bumping into Garrison Keeler a couple of weeks ago at the Judy Larson Tribute Benefit at oh. the Eagles Club in South Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about Bill Hinckley and Judy Larson, who were two of the original members of the Powder Milk Biscuit Band. But mm-hmm. I congratulated him on what... A legacy he's left with recording some of the greatest American musicians that are now archived yeah. on past shows, The Prairie Home Companion. You've worked with a lot that, you know, we're getting the age world. They seem to be dropping left and right, but you've worked with a lot of great musicians yeah. that... I'm uh, getting to be the old guy now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> me, me too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that aren't with us anymore. Yeah. Who are some of the ones that you fondly remember uh, uh, that, that you'll take to your grave performing with? Well, got to mention Chet Atkins. Oh, my God. You know, yeah. Let's huge, talk about Chet. Yeah. A huge legend, you know, reshaped how guitars are played and reshaped the industry and discovered people and produced people like the Everly Brothers. And I got to play with Don and Phil on several occasions, and wow. I lost Phil Everly just a couple of years ago. 
uh, but Chet was, you know, extremely humble. Yes. And and just a real warm and friendly collaborator and he would do stuff in front of you that you'd, you'd think in your mind, well, I've heard this a million times, like what's so original? And then you think, oh, he's the guy who kind of invented that <laughs> and was imitated a million times. Right. Well, and, and responsible uh, for better or for worse in a way with for the Nashville sound mm -hmm. with all the strings and oh, everything yeah. else. But, but an amazing guitar player. I, uh, I cherish my time. Uh, a couple of times I got to see Chet play uh, and then I would get to see Les Paul mm -hmm. play uh, ah, the last time at the Iridium amazing. in New York and then at Fat Tuesdays where he held forth for years. Mm -hmm. But some of my favorite records are Chester and Lester, mm -hmm. Chet Atkins and Les Paul. And I remember Chet, who had a very dry sense of humor, saying uh, on an interview, he said, yes, it takes two really good guitar players to sound like one mediocre piano player. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. So tell us, so a guy like Chet Atkins mm -hmm. walks in and is going to perform on the show. How much rehearsal time do you get on the Prairie Home Companion? Well, people always ask that. How long does it take you to put together a show? We, we rehearse on Friday afternoon. Usually the band gets about an hour and a half to two to prep things of our own, and I'll be writing the charts. I usually get material from guest performers that need the band. I get those tunes ahead of time, and I write the charts and try and prep the band so that when the artist comes in, we're not, like, wasting their time discussing a lot. We're just providing the thing, and they can say slower, faster, you know, take a solo here. Um, and they usually get an hour or so by themselves. So, you know, a few hours on Friday, then Saturday is a little bit more like a dress rehearsal. We, we run through it, and we try not to dissect it too much because you know there's going to be a live performance in a few right. hours and that's about it so a few hours on friday and a few hours on saturday and then we put it out there there's got to be times with a few of the shows where either the sheet music slid off the piano or your headphones weren't working and you were just uh flying by the skin of your teeth oh yeah there's uh, you know, we have such a fantastic staff that usually we, we avoid emergencies and catastrophes, but... But tell us about a few that have happened and that you soldiered through. Let me... I have to think about that. Well, while you're thinking <laughs> about it, let's, let's uh, talk about some of the, the other performances you've been a part of. Oh, apart from, oh go ahead. Can I, I, this is just... Uh, it, sort of as an addendum if you want to cut this in. A couple of the other great artists that have passed on that I got the good fortune to work with were Odetta, oh, the amazing, yes, about that. The amazing uh, singer and uh, pioneer of uh, kind of the, uh, the 60s uh, civil rights movement uh, musical background uh, soundtrack. In fact, uh, Bob Dylan cr credits Odetta as being his inspiration for going into folk music. Hmm. And she was just uh, wonderful and sweet and humble, and she could sing a cappella, and it sounded symphonic. Right. And she would sing songs that you, th you think of almost like children's songs, like This Little Light of Mine, and when she sang it, it was, it was church, it was cosmic, it was beautiful. And Dave Van Ronk. Yes, let's talk about the, another the pioneer of, of, of you know the pre Dylan. You know Dylan used to listen to Dave Van Ronk in the village and, and I stole his version of House of the Rising Sun for Dylan's first record. Oh really? Yeah, it was it was it was Van Ronk's arrangement. The mayor of McDougal Street, Dave Van Ronk. Tell yeah. us some more about Dave. Uh, funny guy, you know, cynical, sharp wit. Um, unfortunately, when he was performing on the show in my era, he, he was suffering from some lung disease, and that's, I think, what eventually took him out. You know, real uh, serious smoker, shall we say. Yeah. And uh, so you'd, you'd hear a lot of his nasal inhales as he was strumming his guitar, but, you know, fantastic guy, really funny guy. Right. Now, as long as we're on it, let's talk about a few others. Recently, Paul Simon was on the yeah. show. Yeah. What was that like? He's, uh, you know, every bit the genius that you would think he is. And at this stage of his, his career, he's still totally into, you know, focusing on his music. He doesn't just waltz out and, uh, you know, blow it off. Right. Um, Can I ask you something without sure. giving too much away? I was listening to the show, and it had the, the new host, Chris uh, Thelion, who's just an amazing yeah. player and musician. Yeah. 
And uh, boy, you know, big shoes to fill, uh, filling in for Garrison Keeler. Mm -hmm. And uh, it felt a little bit like Simon was toying with him a little bit. Oh, I think that he was goofing around. Yeah, some people thought like maybe Paul was. It sounded like a bit of an edge, but no, 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 no. Paul, Paul, you know, can fill stadiums. Yeah, right. And on the out of the goodness of his heart and generosity, he, you know, Chris asked him. Chris, Chris has a band called Punch Brothers. Right. And Punch Brothers opened for Paul Simon a couple of years ago, so they they had some familiarity and had played on stage together. And Chris had a couple shows. You know, he's not taking over until next season, but um, Garrison gave him a couple shows to host this this year to warm up. Yep. And Chris just called Paul and said, would you like to come and hang and play on the show? And Paul said, sure. Well, don't, don't the Punch Brothers, there's some serious legacy there. They're, didn't some of their fathers uh, have, you know, were kind of renowned musicians as well? That, I don't know. Okay, well, we'll look into that. So tell us... Uh, but, but, uh, but we got to play the boxer with Paul Simon. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. It's just... You know, that was another one of those pinch me moments. You know what? I had a pinch me moment with that same song in Paul Simon. Oh, I yeah. have played down in 1992, maybe my last big gig at the uh, at Farm Aid Five in Dallas, Texas, and my friend Tom Latimer and I went to uh, Texas Stadium, Cowboy Stadium, for the rehearsal, and there was nobody there. It was Tom and I, a couple security guards, and Paul Simon was trying to teach Willie Nelson's band the boxer. Oh. <laughs> he tried. And now Willie Nelson's band when they're playing behind Willie are the greatest band Willie could ever have. But I think they're so used to playing with Willie when they get another musician it's it's a like putting on a different pair of shoes sure. and in a, a different size. And finally um after about oh, 20 minutes of it Paul just put down his guitar, walked away. I think he performed it solo the next night. Yeah. But I was able to hear uh, the rehearsal of Paul Simon. It was, you know, a bridge over troubled waters, for God's sakes. That's that's our childhood, right? Yeah. That, well, that, And that that's something that people don't quite understand, that some of these rock and roll songs, they sound simple, like, well, you should just be able to play that. But they don't realize that there's little intricacies and subtleties in the way you get from one chord to the other and substitutions, and verse 2 is a little bit different than verse 1. And right. This is all the stuff that I stress out over at my kitchen table with my headphones on and charting it out for the band because, you know, those are the things that make the artist feel comfortable. Like, oh, they know about verse 2, and they right. know about chorus number 3 is a little different, and I hold out this note and that's the kind of stuff that's you know really important to me as an arranger and, and charter of the, the band well i bet charts the case in point there would have been james taylor yeah because he's got a lot of those intricacies and little twists and turns and and that you don't hear coming they're perfect when yeah. you hear them but when you study them you go oh that's that's where part of the magic of this song comes from absolutely Tell us a little bit about, before we listen to another track of uh, Rich Dworsky's CD, All In Due Time, you played a solo show in India to 30,000 people. Tell us what, what that was about. Uh, that was a conference on peace and meditation, and it involved uh, religious and spiritual leaders from all over the world of every imaginable denomination and representatives of uh, the United Nations and the Vatican. And... Uh, I got to play uh, the intermission, shall we say, for a great artist, an um, Indian vocalist, and uh, I tried my best to find a real piano in India, but there was only one available, you know, it's not like a rental house where you go to studio, studio instrument rentals in New York or something right. like that. But I if you there, want a sitar, no problem. No problem. <laughs> But, you know, I got as far as calling the American Embassy and they had wow. something, but, you know, it was like a... $80,000 piano that, you know, they would not think of putting on one of those trucks to go down sure. the streets of India. And anyway, so I got a little digital piano and, and you know, played my set, and it was hot enough that uh, when I went back in the audience uh, to enjoy the rest of the performance, uh, I woke up standing up and somebody had caught me. I was, like, fainting because it was about 99 degrees and about 99 you know, percent humidity. <laughs> wow. And people out there think this musician's life is nothing but uh, uh, Cadillacs and pretty girls and uh, the Kush life. 
but we're not. It's uh, We got Rich Dworsky, a working musician here. We're listening to a little bit of his piano music from his record, All In Due Time. More with Rich in the last set of the Wall of Power Radio Hour. source of the Twin Cities Gay Scene is all digital. Follow Twin Cities Gay Scene on Facebook and Twitter. Sign up for the Scene Shot email blast for weekly updates and chances to win great prizes. No app is needed to view the bi-weekly web editions of Scene. It's GLBTQ Media for the mobile generation. Find it all at TwinCitiesGayScene.com That's TwinCitiesGayScene.com Native Ritz Radio is proud to announce we've added an extra hour. Yeah, Chuske, one hour goes by too fast. That's right, Uncle Curtis. I'll have extra time to share important information about our sacred animals. And report national and native news from all over the country and Canada. This new hour is sponsored by Robbins Kaplan, LLP, rewriting the odds for their clients for over 80 years. We are awake. Visit the wine bar at Cafe Latte and enjoy a unique handcrafted pizza and glass of wine. The perfect place for an intimate night or an evening with friends. Choices range from spicy Italian sausage and sweet roasted peppers to the one-of-a-kind nacho chicken pizza layered with blue corn tortilla chips. The approachable wine list offers over 30 by the glass with special emphasis on wines from Washington State. End your night with one of Cafe Latte's melt-in-your-mouth desserts, 850 Grand Avenue, St. Paul. I'm Candy Braffle, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings Magazine and host of Green Tea Conversations, a new show for people who are on a journey to take responsibility for their health and play a more active role in their family's well-being. Join me every Sunday at 10 a.m. as I interview local experts who share the latest in natural holistic approaches in a fun and informative way. So grab a cup of tea and join the conversation as we awaken to natural health. Visit us at naturaltwincities.com. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland stoves and fireplaces and I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. My guest in the studio for the whole show tonight, Rich Dworsky, not only a, the longtime pianist for the Prairie Home Companion, but a man that's uh, played with a who's who of American musicians, a variety of styles. He also produces and does soundtracks. Uh, he's played all over the world. We were brought into that uh, this set with a song he wrote called Your Mischievous Charms. I call it mischievous, but... <laughs> you say potato, I say potato. So, Rich, you, not only on the Prairie Home Companion, but just your life, you played such a variety of music. Yeah. I think if you have a, cl I, 
got to meet Oscar Peterson when I was about eight years old. My oh. dad was a huge uh, Oscar fan. He took me to Freddy's Cafe downtown Minneapolis. And, you know, I, I was listening to Oscar at home and I would put little rubber bands around my fingers because Oscar wore rings and I wanted to be like Oscar. And I, <laughs> I would beat on the top of the marble top coffee table and pretend I was an Oscar. And I was, you know, a little Oscar fan at age eight. And I wanted to quit my classical piano lessons. And my dad took me to hear Oscar and it was fantastic. And, you know, those were the days where you could just walk up to the artist in between sets and talk. And my dad uh, introduced me to Oscar and said, wink wink to oscar like my son really likes you but he wants to quit classical piano right. wink wink nudge nudge and oscar you know didn't need any prompting he said you know it's great to want to play jazz but i think you should continue with your classical lessons because that will open up the door to so many different styles of music and it will give you the the what however he phrased it for right. the kid you know it'll give you a foundation and so i did continue with my classical lessons but and I really thank him for that advice because it does open up the doors to understanding theoretically all these different styles of music and technically. And, uh, and I did go to music school at the University of Minnesota, had fantastic teachers. and Scott Hall. Yes. Yeah. I had Dominic Argento, the right. Pulitzer Prize winning composer as a teacher, Paul Fettler, Paul Freed. Um, so when you have classical foundation and you can rock and you can play jazz and gospel, then, you know, you can kind of fearlessly, or, you know, be a jack of all trades and master of none or whatever. Right. But well, I'll tell you what, though, that's, that I think Oscar Peterson, may he rest in peace, yeah. would be happy to know that, uh, what an influence he's had yes. on Rich <laughs> Now, let's talk a little bit about rock and roll because you spent a little time mm -hmm. with Mason Prophet. Yeah, a good friend of mine, Bruce Kerno, was playing with them, and he was, at the time, in the uh, Army Reserve, and you had to do summer camp. And we had all lived in L.A. for a while together, and um, Bruce had to go, a.k.a. The Creeper. The Creeper, yeah. yeah. Great harmonica player and keyboard player. Um, he had to go do his summer camp duty, and I was just on the verge of leaving L.A., and so I went out on the road and did their final tour. What was the big hit? Was it Hangman? What was that? That big? was one of them. Yeah. yeah, I remember we played in Central Park at one of those Schaefer musical festivals. Oh, cool! So you get a little rock and roll yeah. blood in you. They were country rock. Yeah, country. Well, well, and yeah. and uh, in the time when country rock uh, with the Birds and Graham Parsons and yeah. Rita Brothers was really kind of exploding. Yeah, they were a Midwest-based band, though, weren't they? Mason Prophet. Uh, I think Indiana. Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. Did you graduate with a degree from the University of Minnesota? I never did. And well, that makes I, two I of us. Yeah, I probably have a <laughs> master's degree in music, except I didn't take Astronomy 101 and <laughs> Philosophy 101 right, okay. and all that. But I was working. I was doing all the jobs that people would kill for with PhDs. So, you know, I was a conductor and composer for children's theater. I was doing studio work. Uh, you know, five days a week, those were the days where, you know, they had actual musicians come in and lay down a foundation track. And then and an actual studio. Yes, and then bring in the horns, and then bring in the singers and the strings, and it turned into a social day. It was such a great time. How much time do you have, I mean, if you're doing 35 dates a year with the Prairie Home Companion, mm -hmm. you've got to have downtime, you've got to relax uh, and enjoy with your friends and family, but... Uh, you sound like a guy that doesn't take a lot of time off. You go from your gig on the Prairie Home Companion to your next project. Yeah. Salsa dancing, that's my weakness. That's my hobby. Really? Yeah, I, I took uh, private lessons for a long time. and You know, you don't see me in the clubs too often anymore, but f fun pastime and a, and a way to stop thinking about music. For wow, now. that's incredible. When I was uh, uh, booking Famous Dave's, you were. Yeah, I started, uh, uh, I put a group in that gave me a demo tape on cassette in about 2001 named Sensacion Latina. Do you know those guys? Sensacion Latina. There you go. You have lost one. Yeah. Have you heard them? No. A phenomenal band. Um, anyway, we've just got a, a few minutes left here. We've got Rich Dworsky, great pianist, uh, who just got back. What were you doing in New York City? You just flew back Yeah, we yesterday. did a Prairie Home Companion at Town Hall, and we do it the next two weekends. Now, i got to ask you, because I've been to Town Hall, such a legendary venue on Absolutely. 43rd Street. Yep. 
Can you feel the ghosts of Charlie Parker and Thelonious Monk and the rest when you walk on that stage? Absolutely. The, the place is like electric with vibrations of the of the past. In fact, I always tell people who are there for the first time, take a walk up to the uh, second floor in the, the uh, photo gallery in the uh, hallway, and you see... Uh, Louis Armstrong and Duke Ellington right. and Enrique uh, Enrico Caruso did his. Uh, You're really good at pronouncing those foreign names. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Caruso did his uh, American debut. Joseph McCarthy did his uh, fiery anti-communism speeches. Wow. I mean, it's just so. The history is just, yeah. just bouncing off the walls. And that's and for um, trivia buffs. That's what they did. Uh, the folk movie. The Mighty Wind. The Mighty Wind, yes. Yes, yes. I love that movie. And it's actually, I think, the 50-year anniversary of the band that became Spinal Tap ah. this week, too. Of course, the same cast that did Spinal Tap did A Mighty Wind, which yeah. is that reference. We've had Rich Jaworski. It's been a really incredible uh, hour on the Wall of Power Radio Hour. Tell us about this tune on your new CD called I Shall Not Live in Vain. You can get the CD, I'm sure, at the Electric Fetus. Red House Records, one of the great uh, folk and roots labels, is, is distributing it for Rich. Uh, but this is a song with the great Al Jarreau, who spent some time in the Twin Cities in the 70s. Yeah, I lived with Al for two and a half years in Los Angeles, and we worked as a duo. Wow. So we're old buddies. And Do you got some tapes of that? Absolutely. Oh, I yeah, got to hear him. I got to hear him. Yeah. So it's called I Shall Not Live in Vain. Yeah. Tell us the text for the song. The text is by Emily Dickinson, and it's so beautiful, and it encompasses kind of like what I'd like to do with my life. If I can just read the poem? Please. If I can stop one heart from breaking, I shall not live in vain. If I can ease one life the aching, or cool one pain, or help one fainting robin unto his nest again. I shall not live in vain. Rich Jaworski, that was beautiful. Have a wonderful Thanks day. So Thanks so much for Paul. coming That's in. Great. A lot of fun. Thanks for listening to the Wall of Power Radio Hour. The show was produced by Paul Metza, engineered by Brad Knaber, and recorded at the Minneapolis Media Institute. Fun Stevie Ray Vaughan tribute show coming up at the Minnesota Music Cafe on August 17th. Tickets at crookedice.org. Support our sponsors. We'd like to thank our guest, Rich Dworski. And like my dad used to tell me, remember to be kind and make someone happy.